And then when we were having these questions, we'd be at home and so we'd ask our mom or we'd ask our dad or we'd ask our other siblings. And we would just, like all of the things that we were supposed to learn came from our parents and came from our home. And so because of that, we had a really strong spiritual ground. I'm Rachel Winchester and welcome to the Homeschool Made Simple podcast. This is a podcast to help you homeschool simply, inexpensively, and enjoyably. Recently, someone told me they found this podcast because they were looking for stories from veteran homeschool families, and they were so excited to find our podcast because of all the interviews we've done over the years. We love to feature those families, and in the next six episodes, we will be sharing interviews with homeschoolers who have finished high school and moved out into the world. Listen in as Carol interviews Lizzie Frickman. Wow, I am sitting at my dining room table and I am so honored to be speaking with Lizzie Frickman, who's a junior at Sanford University in Birmingham, Alabama. Sorry, Samford. I know I didn't say that right. Uh, welcome, Lizzie. Thank you so much, Carol. So, um, you have been homeschooled how long? Pretty much my whole life until I went to college. Aha. So tell me about that. Um, how have you fared at college? Were you prepared? Do you feel like you were a loser? What happened when you got there? Well, it was super easy um, going in. I'd taken some college classes before, but even those were easy to get into because I feel like I was so excited. Like it wasn't a daunting. I mean, maybe the first day I was like, oh, I don't like what if I walk in and I just look like a complete idiot. But I but it was fine because I got in there and I wanted to learn and I think that's the most important part of you know going to call of of being in the classroom that's what professors want is you know to see you eager and excited to learn and wanting to be creative and having ideas and being engaged in the in the classroom and conversations. So, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So tell me about growing up. What were your favorite things about being homeschooled? What are your memories? I feel like the amount of time we had in the day was the best part because we could, you know, we, I don't know, it was just, you know, there was time to do school and then, and really there wasn't that much school to do. It never felt like we have to sit down for eight hours in the day and work on school or five hours or three hours. It was just, there was like tasks to do. Yeah. And, but I feel like there was more time we had to, we had more time dedicated to chores than to school anyway, because uh-huh. it was just, there was more things to be done around the house. And there was, you know, there was always math to do. Yes. And then there was kind of science, but usually that was like a fun, like that was just, you know, our evening walks or playing in the backyard or those sorts of things. Or we'd go on hikes on the weekends or, you know, we'd go traveling and then we'd see really cool things. And it was just, that was most of science. And then, um, history. I mean, I feel like I never really like divided it. We never divided it between history and English and yes. all of those things or language arts or I don't know any yeah. of those kinds of things. Cause yeah. it was just like, we read, we would, there would be book lists. And sometimes my mom would like, you know, hold up three books and she'd be like, which one do you want to read about Egypt? And I'd pick and then <laughs> we do that. And that was about it. And I feel like that was so nice and so fun because first of all, we got to pick kind of not pick our coursework. I'm sure a lot more of it was planned than I thought, but like it was just easy because there were just books that we wanted to, you know, there were options and we could kind of pick what we wanted to study. And I think it was in high school 
I we had kind of covered all the history and I'd done like American history two or three times and I was like okay I <laughs> I've covered it all and my mom was like okay what do you want to study now and then I was able to go back and read a couple books about that so I feel like it was always very flexible and for someone that loves to learn and like will go down the rabbit hole so easily it was perfect because I had the flexibility to do that and I didn't have a bunch of other work on top of it and I feel like I was able to learn things so fast and so flexibly and always when I wanted to which sounds like weird you're not always gonna get to do what you want but it was fun because I got to like flexibility yeah I just got to do you know choose what I wanted to do and you had a a measure of ownership you had a voice in Mm -hmm. your education yeah and it's continued that way into college and I feel like you know, now I get to pick the classes that I get to take and I get to, you know, talk to the professors and kind of negotiate a little bit. And it's just, it's continued in that way where like I'm responsible for my education, Mm. but it's, it's a blessing. It's such a gift and it's so exciting because I get to like do what I want in a way Yes. in, you know, and the things that I'm forced to do, I know that there's a reason that I have to take those classes or learn these things. And it's, it's all learning. Like learning is learning no matter what it is. So that's right. Yeah. Yeah, you know, growing up, you were running my um, book tables at my seminars, and that was a a lot of pressure. Things get really hectic, right? Mm -hmm. People fighting over books and, Mm -hmm. you know, issues. But you learned how to be cool under fire, Mm -hmm. because I think your family has always given you a lot of experiences in life skills Mm -hmm. and um, how to survive in the real world. Instead of just reading about it, you guys have actually done it. Mm -hmm. Talk Excuse me. Talk about some of the traveling you've done as a family. Oh, I can't even. I don't know. I mean, we've gone on so many trips and it's been so fun. Um, We've been to now, except my dad, maybe dad's been to all of them, but the rest of us have been to 49 out of the 50 states. Wow. So we've done, that's a lot of road trips. We did one across the United States to Washington, D.C. Yes. And then we did another one, which was just New England and Canada. And then we did another one, which was just the Southwest and then we did the southeast in one trip, and then we did the Midwest, just all the random states we hadn't been to, like <laughs> Nebraska and North Dakota and Iowa. Yes. And then, um, what else did we do? You so that was Europe. Europe. Mm-hmm. We did one Europe trip, one big Europe trip, where we just it was like a month, but we went to I think seventeen countries, which mm-hmm. was crazy. Yes. And you know, some days we were just I remember on the Fourth of July we woke up in Austria, I think, and then we went to bed in. Um, <laughs> we went to Italy, Budapest okay. and then it was just like, you know, and that day, like we drove through Slovakia, we drove through Croatia and just, it was just kind of wild. Like, and my dad does not slow down at all. <laughs> so like we were different country almost every night and it was just so fun to do that. And he wanted to give us, and both my parents wanted to give us a taste of like as many places as they could so that when we could go back we could kind of like know where we wanted to go and spend more time which is not didn't work out super well because we want to go back to everywhere <laughs> um but anyway that's kind of that's been our family traveling and then oh last last year I did a study abroad experience in Oxford in London not at Oxford but like in the city city yeah and we it was a C.S. Lewis centered course which yeah. was so cool yes um but it was two weeks long and then my family came over and we did a four-week road trip around the British Isles. So we went oh. to Ireland, Northern Ireland, Wales, Scotland, and England. Oh. And it was just gorgeous. And, like, I don't know. I don't think people give, you know, England the, the, I guess, the credit for being so beautiful. But it's stunning. You know, there's mountains and there's, 
you know, the beautiful fields and there's yeah. hikes. We did so many amazing hikes and then the cliffs and the mm-hmm. coastal areas are so pretty. So anyway, yes. that was really fun. Yeah. So, and how many boxes of books did your family bring home from that? Oh, I have no idea. I think it was over 200, maybe. Something. Boxes? Yeah, almost 100 were mine. <laughs> I don't remember exactly how many, but it was far too many. It's wonderful. I brought a whole extra suitcase to bring home. Oh, books, so. you are just Absolutely. making my heart sing. These are wonderful problems to have, Lizzie. Oh, I know. It's, Tell fun. me about some of your favorite memories being read to. I don't know. I mean, okay, there are a lot. And I feel like road trips, it's kind of funny because we've gone back to just because we all go to college in different places now we've gone back to some of the places we went to on road trips when we were younger and it's been fun because I don't remember where we were driving but we were driving through somewhere and I was like I remember the book that we were listening to in this area and there are so many places or books that are connected you know when we when I see a book again I think about southern France or something Mm -hmm. and it's just that's just how it is you know and Mm -hmm. it's so places are associated with books a lot of times and I love that um and then also just like reading at home has been fun and reading outside and um I mean I started reading when I was really young so like I read to myself a lot Mm -hmm. just because I I don't know why I started reading so Mm -hmm. young I just wanted to learn yes but it was yeah I mean I don't know I can't even think of the books that we've read you know did your parents read to you oh yeah all the time even I mean I started reading pretty early but they we never stopped. Even now, we like still read out loud, and there I was know. something that we read. I think Boys in the Boat was one of the last books we read out loud. Love that book. But it was just so good, you know. And it's fun, and it's kind of weird because I've gone. I, I'm at college most of the year, and I'm independent, and I'm reading my own books and doing all of that. And then I go back, and we just all sit around the family room and we read together, even if it's just the Bible. You know, a couple, not just the Bible, but right. Right. you know, just a chapter of the Bible. Yes, it's it has that same feeling. You know, yes. I feel like five years old again. You I know. know. It's so fun. Well, I noticed that um, as your mom and your some of your siblings were here mm-hmm. um, at my house, that mom's like, "Okay, everybody," and you guys just were like. Phew. Like you were all in your seats with your expectant faces on like, okay, mom, read to us or, mm-hmm. you know, dad, read to us. And it's just this beautiful relationship that you all have as a family that you're used to doing books together and you're mm-hmm. used to being read to. Even as adults, you're yeah. still used to being read to. Yeah. And it's actually really fun because I've, I've read out loud to my siblings too, yes. where we do that. Like, it's like a habit. It's part of our culture a little bit. Like That's if right. we're both reading books together and now we kind of do a lot of like read togethers, I guess, where we yeah. read the books individually, but like at the same time we talk about and them. Then we talk about them, which is so fun. Aww. But I've read, I remember a couple years ago, me and my younger sister, Caroline, we were, I love the writer O. Henry yes. and he, we were just like we were sitting in the hammock and I read her out loud a couple of short stories and one of them became like one of our we were like oh my goodness this is so good yes and I actually wrote a screenplay for it this year for school which was crazy so it's it was kind of full circle and I called her up and I was like do you remember that story that we read and she's like yeah so I don't know it's just it's beautiful it's so fun and you have shared memories and shared histories Mm -hmm. of literary things because your whole family is a very literary family yeah Do you enjoy homeschooling, or are you burdened down by pressures and expectations? Homeschooling doesn't have to be complicated to be effective. Homeschooling can be simple, inexpensive, and enjoyable. 
For over 30 years, I have taught thousands of families my simple method of using great books to give your child a world-class education. Recently, following a seminar, one woman wrote to us, Carol, you have taken the weight off of my shoulders that I didn't even know I was carrying. Our family had the easiest and most relaxing homeschool day yesterday. If you need fresh encouragement and a vision for what homeschooling can be, I invite you to attend one of my 2023 seminars. On August 5th, I'll be in Franklin, Tennessee, and on September 23rd, I'll be in Dallas, Texas. So make plans to join me for an in-person seminar this year. And don't forget, registration includes dads and teens at no extra charge. It's the perfect opportunity to gain a vision for homeschooling together. Click the link in the show notes to learn more and register today. Now back to the show. Yeah, your your dad's a doctor, your mom's a nurse, mm-hmm. um, but she kind of stepped down from nursing to raise the five of you, mm-hmm. and you are definitely a full-time job, yeah. and she takes wonderful <laughs> care of all of you. Um, there's three kids, let's see, three kids left home, mm-hmm. yeah, and two away at school, and um, I was going to ask you something else, my brain just went, oh, that you were raised in Southern California. But then you have really spread out for college. You're mm-hmm. in Birmingham. Your sister's in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And, um, and just all those experiences. But when you come into your house, it's like being in, I don't know, a wonderland. <laughs> because first of all, your mom has great taste and lovely mm-hmm. collected things all over mm-hmm. the house. Yeah. But the first thing that I think about is just there's books in every room. And you girls have created your own libraries. Mm -hmm. And I know when there was a fire or something going on in Southern Cal, I know your sister was like grabbing her Jean Stratton Porter first editions. Oh yeah, of course. Right? (laughs) And like leaving everything else behind but taking the books. Mm -hmm. Those those are great memories. I know. Once I had a nightmare that my my room burned down and I lost all my books and it was horrible and I was like no I need to make a plan for how to get all of these out if that happens <laughs> it's scary yeah I don't know it's and I have so many books so it's oh. you know I've like what are some of your favorites favorite books oh man that's a terrible question or favorite authors well I feel like I go through phases but I mean the books that I always return to are or authors, I guess. Ellen Montgomery. She's uh, just a comfort uh, read because she's so easy and... Yes. Um, yeah, she feels safe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know it's coming next. Yeah, but it's beautiful and it just feels like you're stepping into like a hug, you know, like mm. a, a magical like place. And my favorite's Blue Castle. Okay, so Lucy Maud Montgomery, who's best known for writing... Anne of Green Gables. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Emily Which, of the New Moon mm-hmm, Emily of the New Moon. Yep, all of those books. I love, and I love those, but... I don't know why. I think when I got a little bit older, I started reading. I read The Blue Castle, and I read Kill Many of the Orchard and um, A Tangled Web. And those three, they're kind of romance, which I love. But they're just, they almost feel like Gene Stratton Porter, except yes. easier, yes. I think. Because, yes. you know, I can read it in like a day or two. Mm-hmm. Each of them. I think I read Kill Many in a day. But they just, it's, you know, they're in beautiful places in Canada. And it's just simple and beautiful. And there's always these funny families and... <laughs> 
you know, these really like unrealistic but fun romances and it's yeah. just, there's these whole, but it's real and it's sweet and it's genuine. It just makes you believe in the goodness of humanity again. So that's oh. one of my favorites. Oh, I think, those books. So yeah, it's so fun. Yeah. And then, of course, Louisa May Alcott. I know we were just talking about Rose and Bloom. Yes. Which Love it. I need to read again. I've only read it once, but I cried reading it and yes. it was, it's probably the last book that made me sob. Oh. Um, it was just so good. I remember like walking into the kitchen. My sisters were there and I was like, and my tears were running down and yeah. I was like, I cannot finish this book. It's so, which it's not. So, I mean, everyone needs to read it. Of course, if it makes you cry, it's probably good. That's right. So That's I right. don't know. That was fun, but all of her books are good and just wholesome and yes. lovely, you know? Yes. So, so if you were talking to a young family and they're just mm-hmm. thinking about homeschool, why should they homeschool? Oh, so many reasons. Okay, well, from my perspective as a college student, I think one of the most obvious things and something that makes me sad when I talk to people, like my friends that went to school, Mm -hmm. and especially when I see other students who are just always talking about how they hate their classes, which shocks me because people are paying thousands of dollars to go to college and they're hating the school part that they're paying for. That's right. And not everyone gets to go to college. So anyway, I just, I think it's just that like, when you're homeschooled, you don't get learning. Like, it's not stifling to you. You're not f- forced on an education. You're not forced to sit in a room for hours at a, day, at a time and, you know, learn certain things and, you know, be at the same pace as everybody else. Like, yes. I think that's such a harmful thing sometimes because then, you know, you feel inadequate or whatever and you lose the, you lose the joy. Like, you're already mm-hmm. burnt out by the time you're, you get to high school, let alone college. Mm-hmm. And I just, like, I'm starting to feel a little burnout sometimes, but I think that, like, I always know that I can go back to it. And I think that it's just learning is such a gift, and it doesn't stop once you graduate high school or once you graduate college. It's, like, a lifelong thing. And, you know, you don't just stop reading. Hopefully, after you graduate high school, you, you know, you can... There's so many books, you know, you should never stop reading. And I feel like it's just so valuable to to be home and to, you know, learn as you go and to learn as you grow, like grow and learn at the same time. Like those are tied together and you can't force an education. So I think that's part of the reason. And I also think like creating an independent identity separate Mm -hmm. from the people around you a lot of times is really important. Yes. Um, In terms of pure dependency. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, like having a good relationship with your siblings, that's something that's so valuable. Yes so so valuable and I could not have done that if I didn't have to you know be at home be with them all day and I'm sure sometimes like I was sick of it but I think that in the end like I always have my siblings to go back to and we're all so different like it's not that we're you know all buddies because we all love the same things and you know but our core values are the same and our our tendencies are the same a lot of times and it's just you know no one can replace your siblings and it's so fun to have that and I don't know. I mean, school would have been fun, but I had friends, you know, it's not like I was struggling in that department necessarily. And I'm not struggling now. I've found amazing people. So I feel like it's, it's, there's no downsides to it. Like socialization is not a downside at all. (laughs) Um, Learning is not like, I was just, I didn't have any like anything that I was like, Oh, I didn't learn that. And if there are those areas, I think maybe like in math, there was like one little concept that I didn't learn. But, you know, you pick it up right away because you've learned. I don't know what it is. I can't explain the logic behind it. You but learned to learn. You learned yeah. how to learn. You teach yourself how to teach that's yourself. Right. And that's you, right. And that's the thing. Like, a lot of people are like, who was your teacher growing up? And I was like, well, 
my mom and it's true she's responsible for all of it but i think at the same time like i was kind of my own teacher you know she probably i don't think she helped me with math past like seventh grade you know i kind of had to learn it on my own which sounds horrible but like it was fine for me i wanted to teach my yeah and i can do it now and i'm finding calculus even if my professor doesn't explain the concept clearly because i can figure it out and (laughs) i just i think that everyone and at school a lot of i've met a couple other homeschooled kids and they're always the most intellectually curious people that i know Mm. which is so valuable and so fun because i can have and I remember one time we were just walking through the library and there's this children's section, I think probably for the education department, this children's book section. And we just spent like, you know, 30 minutes walking up and down and pulling, did you read this one as a kid? Did you read this? And we all read the same books because we all had probably similar curriculums and stuff. But it was just so fun, you know, to have that. And now we're reading like these advanced pieces of literature. You know, we all read, I read Moby Dick last year in American Lit and two or three of my friends read it this year in American Lit and we were all just like talking about it. And it's just fun to have that to be able to have those levels of conversations. And I don't want to sound like a snob, but it's fun to be like, to be on the same level as people. Yeah. Yes. Because they're kindred spirits, as Anne would say. Mm -hmm. And people who don't read, I don't know what to talk about with them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's so hard. And I mean, I'm an English major, so it makes sense that I love books, but, and I'm always, I feel like in my family, I'm always pegged as like a book nerd because I would avoid my chores so that I could, you know, I'd be like hiding with a book somewhere, which is not a good habit, but it was, it was mine as a child. And I feel like, but in my, I was a bookworm in a family of bookworms and it was just part of our family culture. Culture. Yeah. Yeah. It was so fun. And now we all like buy our own books and collect our own things and buy each other books like there were a couple years in there where I would only buy people like used books that I would find that I wanted them to read you know exactly so anyway well, when you fun. arrived at my house you had bags of books that you've been collecting <laughs> on the trip yeah you're at your sister's wedding mm-hmm. as a family and you're all buying books everywhere you're going mm-hmm. and now here in Guthrie you've been buying books you just mm-hmm. walked in with one you just bought a few minutes ago mm-hmm. and I just giggle mm-hmm. because you love literature and mm-hmm. you're a you're a lit major because you love books. You don't yeah. love books because you're a lit major. Yeah, exactly. Big difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And tell me, as we close, last question: mm-hmm. What were the spiritual benefits of being homeschooled? Do you feel like it helped you oh. with your relationship with the Lord? And what would yeah. be a, would have been different if you'd been at a school? Well, I feel like um, I don't know. It's it's. Hot. That was another thing, kind of like the book thing. It became part of our daily life and our culture. And just, you know, we wake up and we were always encouraged. We weren't always perfect about this, but we were encouraged to read our Bible the first thing we did when we woke up. Um, We all had our own Bibles, of course, and we would, you know, and then during breakfast, you know, we'd read the Bible or we'd read, um, you know, a story of a Bible or whatever. Yeah, or a devotional. At nighttime, we'd always have worship. And those things you can kind of do if you go to school. But it was just, oh, and also the books that we read for history and stuff kind of had that focus a lot of times. Yes. And Spiritual even just like, mm-hmm, or the bronze bow. We were, I just feel like we were always learning things in context with like a religious history and yeah. with biblical history and yes. stuff like that. Yes. And we also, and then when we were having these questions, we'd be at home and so we'd ask our mom or we'd ask our dad or we'd ask our other siblings. And we would just, like all of the things that we were supposed to learn came from our parents and came from our home. And so because of that, we had a really strong spiritual ground. And we kind of, going back to the identity thing, we were 
you know, when you go to school, you kind of like adapt to how your peers are a lot of times and what they think and what they believe, which is hard. But even at a Christian school, not everyone grew That's up right. with the same That's as you did. Right. And I think, for sure. I think there's a balance, you know, because sometimes you want to be put into situations where you're different than people and you have to forge it. But I think having a really strong home center, you know, where that was the safe space where we knew what was truth and we were taught that and we could carry that on then when we went went out into the world we could have those conversations and you know it was just a good separation so I feel like spiritually that was because when you're young you're very tender kind of like the spots on you know the fontanelles on top of Mm -hmm. the baby's head and so when you're in that tender position spiritually theologically you're in a very safe nurturing place Mm -hmm. but then as you get older those fontanelles start to harden and then you go out into the world and you've had a time to own your own faith. Mm-hmm. And then if you're rubbing shoulders with people of different belief systems or no belief system, um, you have a quiet confidence mm-hmm. that sets you up to be able to stand when others fall. Mm-hmm. You yeah. haven't been pecked at like a hen, mm-hmm. you know, in a hen house. You've been able to build your confidence and your security. Yeah. And then you can fly. Mm-hmm. And I've watched you fly. And all your siblings, you're each, as you say, different. But you're all walking with the Lord, solid, love Jesus. Would you do it for your own self? Would you? Are you planning on homeschooling your kids? Oh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. you'll be yeah. great at it, Lizzie. Thank you. <laughs> wow. Well, you, you are a perfect example of... You know, everything we teach in the seminars and mm-hmm. you're, you know, you're the fruit <laughs> of what we do. And it's, it's exciting for parents to hear and meet um, kids who've been raised this way because they start to, when their kids are little, like, well, how do I know this is true? I mean, Carol says it's true, but how do I really know it's, mm-hmm. you know, are my kids going to be weird or are they going to be, you know, mm-hmm. ignorant or whatever? And then to have kids like you that they can take to lunch and interview and ask questions and Mm -hmm. um, most homeschool kids who've been raised this way are very um, secure about what Mm -hmm. you know how they've been raised and it's so fun to interview them and talk to them because they're all different and every family does something differently Mm -hmm. because you make it your own it isn't like a robot thing that you get a box in the mail and you just fill in the workbook pages all day you make it your own Mm -hmm. and you you are you are a shining light for the Lord It is such a joy to know you, you, honey. Thank you for being here. And thank you, listeners, for joining me this week on the Homeschool Made Simple podcast. I love to help families homeschool simply, inexpensively, and enjoyably. When you help me get the word out about what I'm doing here, I appreciate it so much. Until next time, remember, Jesus' commandments are not burdensome. What he calls you to do, he will enable you to do. Blessings. Blessings.